Welcome to the Impact Church Aurora podcast. We pray that this week's message encourages you, engages you, and equips you to make an impact in the world around you. Now, get ready to receive the Word of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. If we can, just one more time. I know we all just sat down. We were standing for a while. Could we just stand back up again and just thank God in advance for what He is already doing today? Let's just say thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your presence. Thank you, Father, for answering prayers today. Thank you, Father, for healing. Thank you, Father, for wisdom and knowledge and clarity. Thank you, Father, for peace. Thank you, Father, for your, your person being here, Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the rhema word. Thank you for the lagos word. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us internally that we may do exploits externally for your glory we thank you in advance because your word is true you said where two or three are gathered there you are in the midst and your word shall be established we thank you for established words in advance today that when we leave we will not be the same that what we were looking for when we came we will not leave empty-handed so somebody let's just thank him like we already got it by faith thank you father whatever you believe in god for thank you father thank you father thank you you are good you are faithful to your word this is not for me this is for you and your family thank you father thank you father oh god thank you for being here holy spirit we honor you today oh god Thank you, thank you, thank you. Whew. You might be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! I am, I am so, so grateful today. We've been talking about glory a lot. And uh, they happen to be singing a song, happen to be singing a song about King of Glory. And we talk about glory a lot. And it's a church word. A lot of times, if you hear it in the world, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's about winning and victory. Oh, give me the glory, the, the praise. A lot of times we think about glory. But today, we are going to dissect, <laughs> okay, this word glory to really grasp it. And by the end of this, you will not think of the word glory the same way. I promise you that. This is going to be an enhancement, an expansion, an understanding, and a wisdom that is attached to this word glory. And it's going to be so powerful. And I want us to really, really grasp this. Somebody say dissect this word glory. Hallelujah. And we're, we're going to dissect this thing, and it's going to be so powerful. Amen. Uh, when Pastor told me about this, we were talking about this yesterday. And uh, we're talking about glory. He's like, man, you, you, you've, been, you've been studying this word for a while. And I was like, oh, yeah. I remember it was like two years ago. God got me just all up about thinking about the glory. Woo. And I've learned so much. And I'm so excited about sharing this with you guys today. And we're talking about the glory. So first off, I'd like to start this thing off by saying, why is glory important? Why should we even know about this glory? Okay. And I like to give scripture references, okay? So I'm stirring you guys up. I'm setting this foundation. One, number one, this is really powerful. We were created 
for his glory. Now, we hear a lot of this thing, like, why did God create me? <laughs> why were we created? And we're going to see here in Scripture, I'm not just giving this to you as, a, as an encouragement, but I'm giving it to you based on his words. And when, by the end of this, when you realize you were created for his glory, you're going to be like, oh, hallelujah. We were created for his glory. This is God speaking. He said, I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth, even everyone that is called by my name. For I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yea, I have made him. Now, this him is referring to male and female in context. He has created us. Now, if you think about our creator, how important, wow, mm, should this be that he would speak and say something like, I created you for my glory. Back to the creation, the beginning, the Genesis. When he thought about mankind, he said, you know what? For my glory. Mm. Number two, why is glory important? Glory was on Jesus' mind in his final hour. This is interesting. Please show the scripture. This is Jesus. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee. This is John 17, 1, when Jesus is praying to the father. Glory was on Jesus' mind in his final hour. Now, when I say his final hour, I'm talking about before he's crucified, before he dies. Imagine the lead up to this. I'm talking about from Genesis all the way to this hour, thousands of years, if you may. By the time of creation of Adam all the way until Jesus. This moment, he's on his knees and he says, glorify. Mm. So right away, this is not about just praise. This is a little bit deeper. Are we seeing that already? It's deeper than just some glory that he's talking about. Something that was heavy on his heart. Number three, the Holy Spirit was not given until Jesus was glorified. Please tell the scripture. He that believeth on me, this is Jesus speaking, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers. Somebody say rivers with an S, hallelujah, of living water. But this he spake he of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. Why? Because that Jesus was not yet glorified. There's a lot more weight to this glory than just glory. Right? Who is this? King of glory, my God. Woo! Number four, Jesus was resurrected by the glory of the Father. Please show the scripture. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Now, like I said last time, I'm a millennial, so if you have a phone, if you're not taking notes with a pen, you're probably going to need to in some of these definitions, but take some picture of the screen so we can have this, all right? Jesus, our whole faith in the resurrection, look what happened. Jesus was resurrected by the glory of the Father. 
Hallelujah. So we see a few reasons why glory is important. But now the question is, like we talked about dissecting this, what is glory? So the general consensus of what glory is, is praise. We give you all the glory and we can almost use that as the word praise. But glory, as we see, is much more than just praise. Now, praise is powerful. Praise breaks the walls down. You can have a whole other sermon on praise alone, but glory, my God, there's a lot more to this glory than, we, than we've talked about. So we saw the four reasons. We're created for his glory. Jesus prayed that the Father would glorify him in his last hour. The Holy Spirit was not given until Jesus was glorified, and Jesus was resurrected by the glory of the Father. Woo! So I'm going to give you three different definitions, the Hebrew, the Greek, all right? And then I'm going to go deeper into this Hebrew. The Hebrew, why? Because the Old Testament was written mostly in Hebrew. New Testament, mostly in Greek. So we want to go into the original language of what the first understanding of this word glory is and why it's important to us outside of the fact that we were created for his glory. Amen. So we're going to see here. The Hebrew definition is the word kavod. Somebody say kavod. Kavod. Oh, we got some Hebrew scholars here today. And it means abundance, honor, riches, dignity, or lordliness of position. It's a, a prestige with your position. It also means honor of reputation. And it also means noblest part of the inner man. Noblest woo, part of the inner man. Glory. See, right alone, this is sacred. It's not just praise, oh, I'll give you the glory. No, this is deeper. This is grander. This is the noblest part of the... See, the inner man is already precious. But the noblest part of the inner man where abundance and honor and riches and, and, and prestige and honor lies in the inner man. Hallelujah. It's a noun. It's a thing. It's not just air or, oh, I just, no. It's, ooh, it's tangible. Amen? Now let's get the Greek definition. Like I said, if you can't take pictures of this or, so, so, you, so, so you can have this to go back and study Doxa. Somebody say doxa. All right. This is the Greek word for glory. And it means the condition of being bright or shining. Brightness, splendor, radiance. Radiance. Somebody say radiance. It's a cool, cool word. It is the state of being magnificent. It's greatness. It means honor. Once again, it means the enhancement or recognition Recognition, where you can recognize the status or performance. It means fame, recognition, renown, prestige, one deserving of glory. God is glorious. Okay? So we're seeing that within these two definitions, okay, what I like to do is take the Hebrew and the Greek and try to consolidate these things. Thank you so much. It sounds amazing. It means glory is a tangible, radiant, and abundant force that is felt and treated with high honor, respect, and prestige. Isn't that something? Glory. 
It's tangible. It's radiant. Now, do us a quick favor and, and, and hear these words, but see it. All right? If you have to close your eyes, but see it. It's tangible. It's radiant, which means it shines bright. It's an abundant force. Woo. That is felt and treated with high honor and respect and prestige. So, for something to be treated with high honor, respect, and prestige, you have to have a knowledge of what glory is You have to, in order to respect it. So if I see Pastor Jamin, I know it's Pastor Jamin, there's a respect, a reverence that comes from how I just, just how you regard him. So there's an honor, there's a respect, because you realize in his lordliness of his position as pastor, there's a glory that comes from it that we just have to respect. We're understanding that glory is not just praise. It's almost, it changes the culture and character of how you respond to someone or something, right? Now, we're going to go even deeper into this definition. The Hebrew alphabet, this is really, really cool, guys, uh, has a numeric system as well as meaning behind each letter, okay? Now, this is where we're going to get a really powerful definition of glory. This is the third definition so far. We talked about how glory is a tangible but radiant and abundant force that is felt and treated with high honor and respect. All right? So we're going to go even deeper in this. This word glory, if you see these letters up here, these are Hebrew letters. All right? And they all mean something. Okay? Uh, They have a numeric system. We're not going to talk too much about that. But it also has meaning behind each letter. So the first letter you see on the left is Dalit. Second one is Vav, the next one is Yud, the next one is Bet, the next one is Kaf, okay? Now, in Hebrew language, you, you read from the right to the left, but because of our natural understanding, we're going to go from the left to right. So, Dalit means door or gate. Woo! Now, this is glory in Hebrew. Hallelujah. Door or gate. Vav. And there's a little dot on top of that If you zoom in on your picture, you can see there's a little dot on top of that second letter. And it means a nail or hook or a man standing connection of heaven and earth. I'm talking about glory here. There's a story within the glory. (laughs) We have Yad, which is a hand or right hand. The smallest letter or the first letter of Yahweh's name. Bet means tent or house. And kaf means cover or palm of hand. Now, if you put this story together from right to left, because that's how Hebrew reads, what is it saying? Let's play that next slide, please. The palm. The palm of God's hand that covers your house, body, or temple to completely hook and connect heaven and earth through the door of a humble man or woman. The glory. Let's read this together one more time. The palm of God's hand that covers your house, body, temple to completely hook and connect heaven and earth through the door of a humble man or woman. Woo! Woo! So what we're seeing here is the effect of 
God's attributes coming alive to us. This is God's reality. This is heaven's reality over your life, over your home, connecting, completely hooking. And it's called the glory. This is literally within the letters of the word glory in Hebrew. Woo! This is heaven's atmosphere hooking or connecting to your life, to your mind, to your relationships. The glory, the glory of God. Hallelujah. Now listen, where there's glory, there's fruit or manifestation. Jesus said in John 15, 8, the father is glorified when we bear much fruit, not little fruit. He said the father is glorified when we bear much fruit. Now, bearing much fruit is basically saying very productive uh, you have a lot of, if you have a tree, there's a lot of fruit to it. There's not a little bit of fruit. No, there's a lot of fruit. So it's, it's fruitful. So anybody want to bear much fruit? Then that means we're looking for the glory. Mm. Jesus said in Max 6, 13, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. So it's very interesting. As God revealed to me. When you get into the kingdom, he told the apostles, Wait! Until the Holy Ghost comes upon you, for you, are, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. So now they were in the kingdom. The Holy Ghost comes upon them. They receive power. But the power helps facilitate us to get to the glory. For that is the kingdom, then the power, then the glory. There's results. There's fruit. Are we, are we seeing that there's a culture that comes from this? The culmination of Jesus' ministry. 1 Timothy 3.16, it says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, Jesus, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. The fullest culmination, the full manifestation, we're seeing glory attached to this. Okay? So, when... The impactful reality of God's nature comes alive to your natural senses. The impactful reality of God's nature, when it comes alive to your senses, your natural senses, you're experiencing the glory. So God is love. Glory is not love, but love is in the glory. Glory is... Is, is not wisdom, but there is wisdom in the glory. Peace. Jesus is our peace. Peace is not glory, but the peace is in the glory. So within the glory, God himself, it's not necessarily an attribute of God, but it is the radiance of his attributes that begin to connect and come alive to your senses. So in the glory, somebody over here may need healing. So glory is not healing, but healing is in the glory. So you're going to get healing. On this side, somebody needs wisdom for a decision. All of a sudden, in the glory, they got wisdom. What does this mean? It means when Jesus shows up, everything is answered just for him being present. 
because his attributes shine. Woo! And it touches you at your point of need. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when we are, there's a culture, let me tell you, they're seeking the glory, the glory, the glory. But I'm telling you, hear my heart. You cut yourself short when you just seek the glory. Because what you really want is the king of glory. You want the father of glory. You want the spirit of glory. Because there's nothing like having the person versus just a present. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm not trying to stir you up to, oh, God, I want the glory. I want the glory. No, of course we want the glory. But what you're saying is I want you to be present. Because you just being present alone will answer everything that I need in my life. Hallelujah. Hebrews 1 and 3 says that he is the radiance of the glory of God, Jesus, and the exact imprint of his nature. And Psalms 34 and 5 says those who look to him are radiant. Amen? So what we're getting is an exchange that happens when he just shows up. Amen? So we're going to go forward here, and we're going to go into the word, and we're at the latter end of this message. And we're going to see in the scripture God's definition of his glory. Because we went into the Hebrew language. We went into the Greek and Hebrew lexicons or Greek and Hebrew dictionaries. And we saw what they said glory was. We see what the Hebrew language says it is. Now we're going to see what God says his glory is. Amen. Exodus 33 and 18. Very, very powerful scripture. This is Moses going before God and saying, show me your glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So Exodus 33, 18 through 23. He says, and he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. This is Moses speaking to God. And God said, I will. Somebody say, I will. Make all my goodness pass before thee. You see already. Glory. He said, show me your glory. But then he responded by saying, I'm going to make all my goodness pass before you. That means goodness. All of his goodness goes before his glory. Okay, so he said, I'll make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim, who said, I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, yo, you can't see my face, for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there's a place by me, and you shall stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass, while my glory passes by, that I will put thee in a cliff of a rock, and will cover thee with my hand, cover thee with my hand, cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will make away mine hand and you will see my back parts and my face. You shall not be seen. Remember the palm of God's hand that covers your house, body or temple to completely hook and connect heaven and earth through the door of a humble man or woman. So we're seeing glory and manifestation within the Hebrew letters. So cool. All right. So we saw that God said he's going to do a lot of these things. Right. He said, I will proclaim my name before you. He said, I will be gracious to whom I'll be gracious. This is very important. As I'm saying this, he says, I will make all my goodness pass before you. Woo. All right. Then we see Exodus 34 and five through eight. And we're going to see this come to pass. Okay, and the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. Who proclaimed the name of the Lord? The Lord. And he said, and the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. 
there's a lot of things going on here, but we're going to stick to this glory piece. The Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, mm. keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. So remember, he asked to see his glory, and look what's coming about. We're seeing all the secrets of glory, so many different things within glory, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and fourth generation. This is very important here. Verse 8, and Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshiped. What's interesting about this passage as I read this, I'm like, God, what are you showing me about this glory? And he kept referring me back to the I will, I will, I will. And the Lord proclaimed the Lord. What God showed me is that when Moses said, show me all the glory, show me your glory. God said, okay, I'm going to do all the work. He said, I will make all my goodness. Mm. He said, I will proclaim the name of the Lord. And look what it made Moses do. He made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshiped. He said, all you have to do is come up to the mountain and let me do the work. There's something about the glory that is sweatless. Jesus said it here, John 14 and 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the works. Hmm. Today is going to be a day where we are going to rededicate our rest to God. We're going to say, God, we're giving you all the glory. That means, God, you're doing all the work. He wants to make himself known and cover you himself. Jesus prayed in John 17, verse 20 and 22. He says, neither pray for I these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me. This is all of us. Through their word, that they may be all one as thou, Father, art in me. And I in thee, that they also may be one in us, and that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And look what Jesus says. And the glory, this is in his final hour, which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. God has given us access to this glory, this glory where you don't have to sweat, but you just rest or make haste to bow. Now, that this doesn't mean that you don't go out and work. It just means you rest while you work. It just means that if you're believing God for wisdom or clarity for your relationship and you're saying, God, I want you to get all the glory. Well, he says, well, move out the way. Don't think so hard. Don't complicate this thing. Don't try to muster something up in your own power. Moses made haste and bowed to the earth. In the Old Testament, when the glory fell, the priests could not continue to do what they were doing. Why? Because the glory is a prostrator. It makes you fall literally on your face. 
We need to be that way in our hearts toward God. We need to rest to the point where we're not in anxiety over our day-to-day with our businesses, with our relationship. If we truly want to give God the glory, he has to do it. This is a day of rededication of saying, Father, I'm going to rest. I'm just going to make haste and bow my face before you in my heart. What's going on, brother? Bow my face before you in my mind, in my soul. Facebook Live. Bowing your face before him as you're on your way to work, as you're living your life. That this glory would be a culture within your character that you would naturally just say, oh, no, I'm not going to put my hands on that. I'm going to rest and believe God. This last point I want to say to you, because this really kind of struck me. It says here, this contradiction, because Jesus just said he's given us this glory. Isaiah 42 and 8, God is speaking. He says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory, kavod, or doxa, will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Next scripture, please. Isaiah 48 and 11. For my own sake, even for my own sake, will I do it? Look at his head. Will I do it? For how should my name be polluted? And I will not give my glory unto another. So as I'm excited about this glory, I'm created for his glory. I'm like, okay, glory, I I could just rest and you do. That's how I can glorify God is when there's an exchange that happens there. And I'm like, but God, you said I was created for your glory, but yet you said you're not going to give your glory to another. I'm like, I don't understand. I need your help with this because I'm not you, right? I'm like, but I'm one with you. I'm like, how does this work? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he says, you are not another and I said okay so I went of course as you can see I go into the words and I look up the Greek and the Hebrew of another and I see that there's a really powerful thing Jesus said John 14 16 he said and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever that comforter is the Holy Spirit we know the father son and the Holy Ghost are one it's not just another Something outside of God. So there's a couple different another's here. And we're going to see this picture, this first picture. There's one picture that means heteros, which means to be distinct from some other item implied or mentioned. Being dissimilar in kind or class from all other entities, another or different. So we're seeing that these are two modes of transportation, but you're not going to fly the car. And I'm not trying to drive that plane on the highway. It's not going to work that way. So this is maybe another kind of transportation, but it's another entity altogether. Correct? But then we see this word that's used in the scripture talking about the Holy Spirit. Alas, another. It's distinguished in difference. The only difference that you're going to see, obviously, outside of it being two different or two cars, is a license plate. <laughs> that's, there's a distinguishing factor. F-L-8-W-8-Y, F-L-8-W-7-Y. That is a small distinguishment, but it's the same car. This is how God sees us. He said, you are not another type of trans. You're not 
different from me. You're distinguished from me. He's saying you're not distinct, but you're distinguished. He's saying, yes, look, that's why when it says that our life is completely in Christ, that means we look, smell, act like him in the spirit realm. It says, as he is in this world, so are you. So you're not a plane while he's a car. You're a plane too. But God is saying, I have literally given you my glory because you are not distinct from me, but yet you are distinguished. This making sense to anybody? So when God says you created for his glory, he saw you distinguished. I look like me. He looks like him, but yet we're the same. There's a difference because, you know, I got Nigerian blood and Ashkenazi Jewish in me and Jesus is Jewish, you know? So, so what I'm saying is th- there's differences in, 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 in that aspect, but there's the sameness. We are all one in the spirit. Amen. Can we all stand to our feet? This glory that God is speaking about is a rest. It is a rest. This last scripture is how to function in this glory. Isaiah 11 and 10. It says, and in that day, there should be a root of Jesse. Jesse is David's dad. Jesus is the son of David. This is Old Testament speaking prophetically about Jesus. It says, and in that day, there should be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and the, his rest shall be glorious. His rest shall be glory. His rest shall be glory. So what is God saying here? He's telling us we need to rest. We need to let go. We need to just say yes. This is a very simple way to consolidate this whole message. Rest. Rest. I can feel the spirit in the room very relaxed. A few of us can just fall asleep. And that is a a part of the spirit based on how God wants us to function in this life. Do you understand what I'm saying? He wants us to be at peace. He wants us physically to be able to just fall asleep in his arms. He wants us to know that he is God. He wants us to be educated to know that he created us for abundance in these definitions. Go back to those definitions of, of glory, please. He created us. To, to function in abundance, in honor, in riches, in, in glory, and in, in have dignity of our position in the noblest part of who we are for us to see ourselves this way. Go to the Greek definition, please. He wants us to function in, in radiance, in brightness, because we look unto him. He wants us to have magnificence and greatness. This is what he called us to. You're not another entity. He sees you as himself. So I want us today to let go of, 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 I said this, we have a ministry online, um, and we did this, uh, we have one minute sermons, and um, God gave me this, we need to get out of religion with him and into relationship with him. And all I'm saying in that is this ritualistic way of qualifying ourselves is not what God intended. Glory is radiant, it's bright, it shines, it's, it's peace, it's joy, it's life, it's love. Now, 
today we didn't get in i didn't hoop and holler i didn't get loud but did somebody get something out of this glory today and understanding because what you should get from this hallelujah is knowing that there is a rest a rest and a peace that god has said i've called you to this i've called you to just know you're healed and have peace I've called you to rest and know that I am God. Be still and know. Is this speaking to anybody's heart today? Do not complicate this anymore. You were not created for complication. But you're created for his glory and your relationships. So by faith, I felt led of the Holy Spirit for those who desire and those who want to. And also for those who can. We're going to physically get into a position. It's not going to take long. We're not going to draw this out. But just as a prophetic gesture, and I'm going to join you with this, is for those who would like to, get on your knees. For those who want to, just, just, just like Moses did. He made haste and bowed his face to the earth, and so his face was covered. Just cover your face and just say, your glory, not mine own. So let's do this prophetically. Let's believe God and say, Father, I dedicate from this day forward just to rest I'm not going to force this thing anymore I'm going to trust and believe in your word I'm just going to let go Father I release peace in this room today Father we release the glory King of glory walk through the aisles today Spirit of glory touch individuals today meet them at the point of contact today Heal their body today. Touch their minds today. No more oppression today. Power today. Whatever you want is in the presence of the King of glory today. Hallelujah. We thank you today. We rest today. Devil, you cannot have the minds of the people today. You cannot confuse anymore. They know that they were created for glory today. They were created to rest today. If people are trying to work while God's working, glory is a filler. If you look in the Old Testament, it said the glory filled the temple. Where you work, God cannot work. Where you rest, God can work with you. We are resting today financially. We are resting today physically. We are believing your word. Your glory is real. Your peace is real. Receive this Facebook Live. Peace today where you are. Peace today in business ideas. Peace today. Peace today in your mind and your relationships. Glory rest today. May the glory of the Lord radiate in the hearts today and minds today. We're not forcing this. We're not trying to conjure up an emotional feeling. We're saying, God, have your way today. We're saying, we trust you, friend. We trust you, friend. Thank you for listening to this week's message on the Impact Church Aurora podcast. Please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review. For more information or to give, please visit us at www.impactchurchaurora.com. Now, go out into the world and continue making an impact.